Well, it wasn't pretty by any stretch of the imagination, but an opening night win is an opening night win after Syracuse takes down New Hampshire 83-72 to on home court. The Orange start the season 1-0. Hello, everybody. From the floor of the JMA Wireless Dome, I'm Liam Griffin, joined by Adam Gawkin. We were both in the Dome for this opening night victory. Adam, first, first thoughts? This team in the first 10 minutes looked really, really really good. This is the team I think that everyone was hoping to see. The fast pace, man-to-man, fast break transition scoring is exactly what you wanted from this team. The only worry is that that only really lasted the first 10 minutes because after that, the last 30 minutes, I think New Hampshire outscored Syracuse because the Orange were up by 23 and it, of course, did not end up being that big of a margin at the end. But you know, I think that we saw a lot of positives today, and you know that's what you want in an early season game, first year with a new coach. But at the same time, those last thirty minutes, there is a little bit of a concern. Of a concern. Syracuse was up by as many as twenty three points, like Adam mentioned. There was also a point where it was a six point game in the second half, and that's something Adrian Autry has harped about a lot in pressers. Adam, how he wants his team to play a full forty minutes, and we saw it a little bit against St. Rose, but it still felt like the vibe from both the players as well as coach Autry was they want more they want to build on this they're not satisfied with you know running the score up for the first 10 minutes and then just chilling after that and with as the buzzer goes off inside the dome Adam a big part play hits another big three throws an excellent outlet pass to Malik Brown for an easy deuce Justin Taylor filling in for Benny Williams who we'll touch on in a minute look really good When Judah Mintz is in foul trouble. He has four fouls pretty early on. J.J. Starling, his first regular season game for Syracuse in the Dome, couldn't hit his shots. And, you know, Chris Bell was struggling to shoot from deep. He needs someone to step up. And today it was Justin Taylor. And I think that was really important for him because I don't think this starting five with Benny Williams back is locked in at all. There's personal battles everywhere within this team of who's going to get that starting spot. I mean, is Malik Brown going to be starting at the five? Is it going to be Bell or Taylor? Is Benny Williams going to start when he comes back? So for Justin Taylor to hit those big threes, I think, are just massive. It shows how important of of a player he can be. For him, he just has to lock in, though, it feels like. You know, you see it sometimes. You saw it against St. Rose where eventually he gets his shot, but it kind of takes some time and it all comes in spurts. And that's something that Autry said after the game is we're a team that's playing in spurts right now. We have to play the full 40 minutes and they just haven't done it yet. 14 points, six rebounds for Justin Taylor. I think Adam brings up a really interesting point with the starting lineup debate because for the second straight game, if you include the exhibition, Benning Williams, nowhere to be found. He was suspended before the game against the College of St. Rose last Wednesday, did not rejoin the team. Ahead of tonight's clash, we still have no insight as to why. And I can't blame SU Athletics for wanting to keep it under the loop, Adam. But it certainly leaves a lot of unanswered questions. He was a starter for the majority of last season. But late January, things change up. And Malik Brown takes his spot. It completely changes the narrative. Yeah, and, and I think there's a lot of questions around this team. And I think it, it is really going to take some time to figure out what the starting five should be. Because... There's just so many different things. And this team really struggled in the half-court offense. Today. Yes, it did. Really, really struggled in the half-court offense. So if you're going to maybe now put Benny Williams and you have another big guy down low, maybe that helps out. I think it's just going to take time. And I know that's hard sometimes, especially you know when you look at the schedule and how hard it gets after the first three games. Mm-hmm. When you go to Maui and there's a good chance you'll be 3-3 three and three or 4-2 and two if you play Chaminade. 
it's it's not going to be easy. And I think we just have to remember at the end of the day, this is a young team. This is a first year head coach. It's going to take time to figure out what has to be done. And, you know, still also on the other side of the ball, man or zone. There's just so many questions still. And I don't think we really, at least to me, I don't think any questions that I had were answered today, other than the fact that I think that it's going to take a lot of time for Naheem McLeod to really figure things out. 83 to 72, the Syracuse victory over New Hampshire tonight in the opening game of the season, regular season game, that is. He's Adam Gawkin. I'm Liam Griffin, breaking it all down on the dome floor. Adam, we can't not talk about the elephant in the room further. Benning Williams, like, if he's not backed by Canisius on Wednesday, I can't deny I will be at least a little concerned about his status going forward because missing one regular season game is quite the pill to swallow. Missing two, that's a big thing. Yeah, I'd be concerned, but I think that it's not going to be that big of a deal if he comes back by that's Maui. That's a big I if, think. It, it is a big if, and, and Autry had no update, didn't say anything other than no yeah, when asked like he, about he, it he, in the post game. He shot down that question about his quick as you could be as a coach and, would I feel and, with the exception of Jim Bayheim. that's that, that's very very true but look I think that at this point it's a little too early to jump to conclusions because suspending someone from a preseason game how much of a punishment is that at the end of the day so maybe he's back for Canisius it could be it could have been like a, a time thing and you know two games within three days of each other is is not a lot of time so if it was a two-week suspension, he didn't have time to come back. So, and we don't know. And I feel like there's just a lot of unknown with that. But I feel like they missed Benny Williams today. I feel I, like there was a lot of times where they could have used his physicality down low, which is what we saw. I felt like in Monroe Madness, Orange Tip Off, is him really become more physical than what we saw last year. And when he played his best last year, he was really physical. So I felt like this team kind of missed that a little bit today. But again. I don't want to overreact because this is just the first game of the season. It's just one game. For as much as Benny Williams may or may not have been missed today, Adam, one player that caught my attention, Quadir Copeland. I've been I've been calling for him to get more minutes for a long time now, and he got over 20 minutes off the bench today, and Adam looked really, really good. A double-double in college basketball is never easy, especially when you're, what, 6'5", 6'6". To do it off the bench as a guard and for it to be in rebounds and not assists, Adam, he looked incredible today. He played 27 minutes today. He played 27 minutes off the bench, and there was a reason for it, and the fact that he was just hustling. And that's what we've always seen from Kadir Copeland. I feel like Orange Fizz should just be renamed at this point to the Kadir Copeland fan page because I feel like (laughs) all of us on the Fizz staff love him, and, and it's because of that energy that he brings and just that excitement that he has and how quick he's going to play. And... All of that that I think just makes him such a special player. And, you know, we were just talking about this lineup questions. I mean, at this point, he played 27 minutes today. That's starting minutes. That, that's so cool. we could see a change on Wednesday with that. Is he going to put up those numbers every game? No. Is he going to play 27 minutes every game? Probably not, even though we would love to see it happen. But if you bring that energy, game in and game out, that hustle, those intangibles go a long way towards making – a good team. Great. Now, we'll close this out by looking ahead. It's a it's a quick turnaround, Adam. Canisius on Wednesday. What's the biggest thing the Orange need to work on? It's a it's a good Canisius team. I, I think I should say that. Compared to what they've been in the past, it's a Canisius team that's going to be near the top of their conference. I mean, 
the MAC and the America East are pretty similar. New Hampshire was picked second to last in the America East. Canisius was not is not going to be a pushover in the MAC this year. So comparatively, I think Canisius beats New Hampshire this year. So they're going to have to play better. And what I'm looking for is just to play a full game. <laughs> it's that simple. Play a full game. You know, not just 10 minutes of good basketball. You have to play a full game. It has to happen at some point because then you play Colgate. And I know that Colgate scares everyone because oh, of what's yeah. happened in the last couple of years. Hard, hard, it's hard to not be scared of Colgate. I, I think point. you need that 20, 30 point victory before Colgate, because if, if they play the exact same as they did today, we're, we're going to have those. Oh, they looked really good at times, but there was a lot that wasn't good. And when you play Colgate, a team that is not going to be missing their three pointers, a team that's really going to make you pay. I mean, New Hampshire shot 25% from deep. If this game goes the exact same way against Colgate, Colgate probably they're going to shoot 35, yeah. 40% and Colgate wins. Yeah. But at the same time, we saw a lot good today from Syracuse. So we're not saying that this is a team that's going to lose to Colgate. They just have to play a full yeah. 40 minutes. And when they prove they can do that, I think that there's a lot good to be said because this team was dominant at the start. Yeah, it really was, Adam. And I think you and I are in lockstep. They have to play a full 40 minutes going forward. Like, you look at some of the well, – though to their credit, I'll say you look at some of the other – games around college basketball today. Not oh, yeah. ne- not necessarily dominating efforts. My Providence Friars took down Columbia by 19. And at the end of the day, Providence is probably better than 19 points, better than Columbia on its best day. So I mean, Notre Dame struggled. Louisville struggled. Illinois didn't look great early on. And they're a ranked team. North Carolina looked awful against Radford. Michigan State was down by 13 at home to James Madison. Yeah, there, there's just, I think at the end of the day, I would have rather this team jumped out to an early lead and then kind of struggle a little bit later on. I would agree on. with that. So uh, I'd rather that have happens than it kind of grinds it out. But again, at the end of the day, this team just has to play a full 40. And when they do that, then I think I'm going to have a lot less concerns. He's Adam Gawkin. I'm Liam Griffin. We've been breaking down Syracuse's 83-72 victory over New Hampshire. The Orange start the season 1-0. On Wednesday night, they will take on Canisius. Quick turnaround, just two days in between games. As always, we will have full coverage on at Orange's on Twitter and at theorangefizz.com. You can check out all of our content there as well. Thanks so much for joining us. For, with Adam Gawkin, I'm Liam Griffin. Syracuse takes down New Hampshire 83-72. We will talk to you on Wednesday night after the Canisius game. And as always, go Orange.